Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And with us right now, we've got Danny Nessam. Danny, you are the founder and CEO of ANC Management Group. Thank you so much for joining us. The pleasure to be with you, Josh. And Danny, what does ANC Management Group do? Uh, ANC Management uh, is a consultant in the health insurance market. We um, we educate uh, our clients, uh, centers of influence like accountants, CFOs, and HR consultants mm-hmm. about a new way to uh, do health insurance, a more efficient way to do health insurance where we are able to take small groups, um, which are usually companies between two to 100, and bring them mm-hmm. into the large group market with maybe 80,000, 100,000 people, and uh, they're able to obtain much better health insurance rate in that space. Yeah. Okay. Well, you got my attention because, you know, as the owner of a small company, so we have about 20 some employees, but they're all independent contractors. But, you know, there's been some instances where, you know, we haven't been able to attract or retain key talent because we just, I I can't compete with the big guys that, you know, have these, you know, these benefits packages. I just just don't have the resources to do that. Uh, And so it's unfortunate because I have some employees are like, look, that's my key thing that I need more so than compensation is I need health insurance benefits. And uh, so it's tough, you know, if you're, if you're a small business. Well, you, you, I, I don't think you could have said it better because the one key area is the area of recruiting. Um, when, when you have a small company and you're offering one plan, maybe two plans, they're not that great because you're trying to keep the cost up. In, this, in the PO market, which stands for Professional Employee Organization, these are companies who basically take small groups and they pool them, small and medium, uh, small and medium sized companies, and they're able to give them Fortune 500 uh, benefits like Yahoo, Google, uh, AOL, uh, AOL, it was now Facebook. Um, and you're able to offer maybe five, six, 10 plans for medical, three plans for dental, um, uh, vision plans, life insurance, disability, everything that you see in a Fortune 500 company. So by scaling up where you have a company of 10 or 20 or 30 people, and now they combine with 100,000 people in that space, um, they're able to offer and leverage benefits, you know, for your company with the rest of their um, their pool of uh, companies. So it's it's the wave of the future. I mean, they also within that space they offer um, things like um, HR services, human resource services, uh, compliance, mm. um, retirement, uh, and so they offer payroll. Uh, and they basically these companies use their payroll a tax ID number to be able to write a master policy for all the companies that they pull together. So they might have 60, 70,000 um, walkside employees from maybe hundreds of companies. And the payroll that you're doing with them is able to uh, give them an opportunity to um, obtain benefits that you really don't see in a small yeah. group. 
okay. So naturally my brain goes to, okay, so how can I do this? How much is it going to cost? Can I afford to do this? I, it, 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 it actually, you know, it drives me crazy. First off, number one, that I think it's just ridiculous that benefits are attached to employment today. I, I, it's just, I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me. Can, would, I'm sure you know a little bit about that. First off, why is that the case? Why is it that, you know, that homeowner's insurance you buy on your own, but health insurance, for whatever reason, you know, that is, well, that's something you get from your employer. <laughs> yeah, you know, because the problem is, is that, the reason it's 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 gotten by an employer, it's more of the reason also that um, the insurance companies really don't want to sell policies to individuals because there's too, too much of a risk in case somebody gets sick. So there's not yeah. enough um, sharing of the risk. If you buy, if you're selling um, through a, uh, the corporate structure and Aetna or Blue Cross insures 30 people, if one or two people have claims, they still have the premiums from the other 28 people uh, yeah. to counterbalance that. But if you're one person buying insurance directly, what happens is, and you could see that with the exchange, the problems they're having where all these insurance companies came into these state exchanges and then they all started leaving because there's just yeah. too much risk. Now, I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying right. they look at it as a business and the corporate market also is where you know the employer can get the tax deduction you know, for, you know, your benefit. Um, and, and listen, you mentioned something before about recruiting. I think that recruiting is a big issue these days. If you want to attract good talent, this, the first thing people are going to say is what type of benefits do you have? Do you have a 401k? Yeah. Do you have a choice of good benefits? How much do I have to pay for my benefits? So when you can offer these um, plans at 20, 30%, a lot of times less than what you're paying now, it's a big difference. I mean, if you're a single in New York, you're paying over $1,000 a family. I'm, I'm sorry, $1,000 a single for an individual plan that's decent. Here, you can maybe get it for 700 a month instead of 1000 a month. That's a $3,600 difference on a single. And families could be seven, eight, nine thousand dollars $9,000 difference because you're buying it as a large group instead of a small group. Yeah. You know, from a, Danny, just, you know, again, from the history lesson, I think it's interesting. My understanding is that, you know, that health insurance, again, the, the fact that it, it got roped into part of compensation was kind of a, a post-World War II thing, or at some point, um, employers, because uh, from a tax advantage, said, well, wait a minute, if we give this, then there's some, there was some benefit for employers, right? Do you, do you know that side of it? Yeah, I mean, I mean, most of the employers, you know, make it as part of a compensation package because obviously yeah. they, they get the full deduction. Also, when an, uh, an employee takes, uh, when, empl when the employee pays for their benefit, um, they don't have to pay the FICA because it's done pre-tax uh, by the employee. So there's no FICA match. Which is which is an advantage, but yeah, employ, employers now make it part of a benefit package. So you know, sometimes yeah. if they pay more on the in premiums, they'll actually make the compensation a little bit lower. Here, here it is, right here. So to combat inflation, the 1942 Stabilization Act was passed, designed to limit employers' freedom to raise wages and thus to compete on the basis of pay for scarce workers. The actual result of the act was that employers began to offer health benefits as incentives instead. So, 
government meddling. <laughs> they're always meddling. It's, you know, you know, you know, the one thing that's interesting is, you know, the government always talked about, you know, trying to pull things. So, you know, they used to have their association plans like the, yeah. um, uh, the AICPA, uh, the law firms, but the problem was, was as the people entered it and the prices went up, the healthier people left for green mm. and pasture. So those things collapsed. With these POs, there is some type of underwriting. So, I mean, if you're a company whose average age is probably on the health insurance 45 years or less as an average, um, mm -hmm. you're going to do very well. I ask people three questions usually when I um, when I speak to them. One, what's the average age of the people of your on your health insurance within five years? Thirty to thirty-five, forty to forty-five, mm -hmm. twenty-five to thirty. Um, usually, demographics: men to women. That's usually a question. And then usually, the, one of the other questions is anybody out on disability because of any major illnesses? Because you would know that if you're an employer. If the questions I answer in the positive to all three, it is amazing the power of the uh, professional employee organizations to your company rates. I have a company in Colorado right now. I'm saving them 75 people. I'm saving them 238,000 a year. Now, um, okay, so so Danny, uh, so let's say that I've got, you know, myself, uh, you know, I, uh, I've got maybe two other uh, W-2 employees and then the rest are all 1099 independent contractors. Yeah. Sure. Um, and, uh, and so I wanted to look at this now, if I go on the open market, I could just tell you this firsthand. So prior to the exchanges, uh, we were paying about $650 a month. My family's generally pretty healthy, um, for the five of us, um, you know, at, you know, kind of flash forward again, no judgment on it. These are just facts. Uh, you know, we got kicked off our plan and said, sorry, you got to go to the open market now. We did that, um, you know, through Obamacare and my rate went up to $1,200 um, overnight. Uh, and then three months after that, it went up to uh, $1,700. Wow. So, you know, basically, you know, in the span of like three months, I, I my rate went up $1,000 a month. Wow. And that's a, that's a lot of money for my family. Uh, and so, you know, we're on a health sharing plan right now, which isn't perfect. Um, but if we were to look at having a company provide, uh, you know, more traditional health insurance, how much do you think we'd end up paying? Like if just like, like three employees. So, um, usually if, um, you know, again, it, it depends on demographics, how old the, the other employees are. So are you talking about the open market or are you talking about a professional employee organization? Yeah, we're all, you know, we're probably all in our 40s. <laughs> okay. So so I think that, um, you, you, I mean, a family would probably be between maybe 1500 to 1800 for a good plan, a really good plan. Yeah. Um, um, usually, I would say that for the better plans uh, within a within a professional employer organization, it's somewhere between, I would say, 1500 and 1900 If you buy it in the open market in New York, those same plans, you're probably looking at between um, uh, 2100 to 3000 a month. Good um, God. It, 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 it's, it's, it's unbelievable. And I think that- How does someone do this? <laughs> you know what? You, you, you join a good employer who pays a, a good percentage. Look, I will tell you, uh, people, when they come in for jobs, and especially in the management, they, they negotiate this with the employer. 
because some yeah. employees will pay for a single, but they won't really pay too much for the family. If somebody comes in with a family, they say, you know what, I can't afford $20,000 a year in my compensation going towards health insurance. The, the other things with the with the um, these professional employer organization, they have such a wide band and such a range of plans that mm. your lowest plan can cost maybe $450 a single yeah. and the highest band can cost 1000 So if I'm a healthy young individual and let's say the company gives me 450 towards my health insurance of 500 mm-hmm. I might just take the lower plan because I oh, see, yeah. you know what, I have no expense out of my pocket. So I think the choice of the band of plans that you can be offered yeah. is kind of a big thing for people coming in, especially with families. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, um, you know, so who's kind of an ideal client for you? I would say usually people in the space between 10 to 150 employees, because mm-hmm. the most of these professional employer organizations, I deal with eight out of 10 of the largest in the United States. Mm-hmm. I mean, the one advantage I did, I started looking at this about 14, 15 years ago. And it's, it's kind of a funny story because I didn't even know what a PEO was. I, I, I kind of re-hooked up with a guy who actually came to my wedding about 30 years ago. I used mm-hmm. to play softball with him. And he says he opened a company called uh, Professional Employer Organization. And I said, what, what the hell is that? And he tried mm-hmm. to explain it to me. And I said, you know what? I'm not really very interested in it. It's not accepted in the, uh, the Northeast. And then about a month later, I went to a very large client of mine, an accounting firm, and I did the renewal for them. And when it was over, the woman said to me, we'd like to thank you for your service. And that's usually a very bad tell when somebody says that to me. And I was thinking, I showed up everything I can imagine in the open market. And I said, what could you possibly be taking? And she goes, we heard about this concept called professional employer organization, and we were presented with it and were very impressed. Now, this was 13, 14 years ago when it was really not hard about in New York. And I said, you know what? It's a coincidence, but a very good friend of mine owns a company in this space. And would you mind if I quote it for you? So I went with my head between my tails after I blew my friend off and said, hey, Andy, do you mind showing me what you're all about? And if you could give me good rates and a, and a good service for this client and I could keep it, yeah. I will learn about this model. And if I think it's good, you will get a tremendous amount of business. I, can't, I retained a client from 14 years ago, and mm-hmm. I learned about this business. And I said to, to myself, just from a risk reward standpoint, if you can get your medical at a 30% or 20% discount and you do pay administration because you asked me before, what's the cost? They charge a cost per employee, $80 a month, $90 a month to obtain the services of the HR, the compliance, the retirement planning. But think about it this way. I basically say, okay, if you have to pay $80 to $90 a month and you're already paying for payroll right now, which is included, Yep. And you're saving $200 or $300 on your health insurance. That more than offsets the administration costs they charge. So mm. when I see a client, I say, what are you paying in payroll? What are you paying for your medical cost? I take a look at these PEOs and say, what are you paying for the administration cost? And what are you paying for their medical cost? If it's lower, then it's definitely something to have a discussion on. Um, 
so it, it, it's kind of the wave of the future. I really see this as the wave of the future. It's very popular in California and Florida. And now it's really, it's come to pretty much all of the United States. Wow. Uh, so what's the best way for an employer to shop around for a PEO? Um, they usually should come to a consultant that really knows what they're doing because every PEO has their own structure. Um, some PEOs use, and I, I hate to say this, they use fuzzy math. Um, when they do the proposal. Um, I was an accountant. I eliminate the fuzzy. A good consultant can eliminate the fuzzy math. Um, Mm -hmm. So you really know what you're paying for. The other thing is, is that by going to a very good consultant, a good consultant can play the PEOs against each other. Mm -hmm. I can go to the president of one PEO and say the president of another PEO is giving me a much better rate. And I, these people have pride and egos. (laughs) They always want to beat the other um, head of the other PEO. So they will do some concessions. Uh, they will do some concessions for you. And um, you can really understand also the market because some PEOs are blue collar. Some PEOs service the white collar yeah. area. So it's really understanding the market and where to go. So a good consultant really can help. I mean, you can go directly to the PEOs. Um, I don't think you're going to get the best rates. Um, if you Interesting. Go to a consultant who really knows what they're doing, I mm. think you will get a much more competitive structure. Plus, you get a you get a three sixty view of all the POs out there, so you'll yeah. really know which is is the best for you as a client. Right, right. Yeah, you know, I've gone to the, like the Inc. Five Thousand conferences, and I always see like the Insperities and all the other ones. Who are, yes. who are some of the other big PEO companies that? Yeah, so might... Insperity, Insperity is really big. Um, you know, Insperity yeah. is uh, they usually have uh, really good rates, but um, their um, their administration costs are the most expensive in the market. They they might be mm. charging two hundred dollars a month per employee. Uh, so yeah. good ones are Insperity, uh, uh, Venture, um, mm. uh, Prestige, Engage. Extensus, a company called JustWorks. Um, these are all of the uh, big POs out there. Um, um, I, I'm not a fan of the payroll service POs like ADP and Paychex. Mm-hmm. I think they do a decent, good job in payroll. Yeah. I think their service model maybe is not as strong on the um, yeah. on the PO model. So I, it's like a seafood restaurant that sells burgers. It's exactly, you know, exactly. stick with when you're at the seafood restaurant, just go ahead and get the seafood. <laughs> I like I like PEOs who started off as PEOs. I like PEOs uh-huh. who, who started off 20, 25 years ago, have a good track record and have a consistency with the renewals year by year. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no. So those are some of the really good companies. I, I've done due diligence on these companies for fifteen years, so I yeah. kind of now know, you know, where it lies. A good consultant should know where the best fit is for the clients. Yeah, yeah. All right. So Danny Nessum, again, your website is uh, ACM. It was ACM uh, ACMGMT. So AC Management ACMGMT.com. And uh, when folks go there, what should they look for? I think they should look for, actually, we, my, my sons. Uh, A&C is uh, after my sons, uh, Adam yeah. and Corey. Um, so uh, they, uh, they actually did a really uh, nice animated video. Uh, I'm looking at it, yeah. Yeah, and it really explains what a PEO is about. It's like a two-minute yeah. animated video they put together. And it's really yeah. cool. Um, so it kind of explains... Um, um, you know, if you go into my the PO section, there's kind of a lot of um, educational material. 
And then mm-hmm. I just did an interview with Yahoo Finance um, where they interviewed me and um, I really explained, you know, what a PO is about, the value it can bring to clients. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that I think this is the wave of the future. I mean, 25 mm-hmm. years ago, 30 years ago, when I went to the business, I was always trying to look for the next big thing. So it was yeah. the high deductible plans and now it's the PEOs. Yeah, you know, I, it, it's frustrating being a business owner today, you know, particularly small business owner. Um, you know, it's just, uh, you know, from my experience, it's, you know, the, the system really has not been designed very well no. for SMBs. Uh, and, and it's really frustrating. So I, gosh, you know, Danny, I hope that, you know, PEOs continue to evolve, costs continue to drop, you know, that we've got that, you know, strength and, you know, so that small businesses can kind of experience that strength in numbers. Um, that makes a lot of sense. Yes. And so it'll be interesting. Any predictions? I mean, who knows, right? With uh, 2020, 2021, you know, the elections, that sort of thing. Any any predictions on where you think we're headed? Well, I think that if, uh, I mean, I, I think if, if Trump wins, things are going to stay as is. I think they're going to try to, I think they're going to keep the uh, Obamacare um, just for the people who need the subsidies and everything yeah. else. And, and I think that's a fine thing. I, I don't have a problem with that. Um, right. I think that, um, you know, the idea is to bring down, uh, you know, the prices of prescriptions. I think that's where you're having a lot of the cost. Um, but I think I think um, it's going to be the POs. I think the more yeah. that you can have strength in numbers. Yep. I mean, I mean, when you have uh, POs, you have 300,000 people, uh, you know, with a contract with Blue Cross Blue Shield or uh, Oxford, they just get much better rates. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think the small businesses – can really have an opportunity to leverage their health benefit rates if they um, are a good fit for the PEO program. I think really that's kind of where they get their best value these days. So I think these groupings or associations that they're looking to bring kind of at the best opportunity. Um, I don't think it's going to social medicine because we still have the best healthcare. I've lived in Israel. Uh, I've lived, Mm -hmm. you know, I've been to England and, you know, been to Canada, and you do have to wait a little bit sometimes before yeah. you get care. So it is expensive, which is a downside, uh, but it's great care, and you can go for surgery whenever you choose True. to. You know? Yeah. So. All right, Danny Nessam, again, your website, ANC Management, uh, on the web at acmgmt.com. Danny, thanks so much for joining us. Josh, it was such a pleasure. I'm happy, uh, happy to have talked to you. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence each month. We scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. 
We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.